Well, hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Purposeful Marketing Podcast. If I sound out of breath, that's because I am. I'm so excited for this topic. It's literally leaving me speechless. And I'm excited again because our friend of the program, Brendan, is here. Also an alum from Gorilla 76, still working there, senior strategist. And he wanted to come on the show to talk about something that I love so dearly, and that is history. And also, we may take it different places as well. If you're new to this show, we like to have conversations that we know that we love, and hopefully you can find some insight, some ideas, some energy from those conversations too. So here's another one I'll throw at you. So today to start us off, Brendan, you've been doing some interesting things on TikTok. I also know you have a history podcast about a specific subject in time. I'm just going to give you the floor. Like, why do you love history and, and how does that help you be a better marketer? Yeah. I love history just because it's just stories, right? It's just, it's about people like from a long time ago, you know, more recent, but like it all just boils down to like, we're all the same. We've always been the same. And I think there's a lot that you can learn there. And like, I love stories. I love like, you know, Lord of the Rings and fantasy stories, but there's just something about like, why did this country decide to go to war with this country and what happened afterwards? And then what could have happened if something else, like one minor insignificant thing would have changed? Like the whole world could have been different. You know, there's like, there's always that butterfly effect uh, when talking about history that is really interesting. So yeah, the, that is really interesting to me about history. I specifically love military history. Uh, my background, I have 13 years in the Minnesota national guard. I'm an intelligence officer um, so yeah, like just learning about things that have happened in the past help prepare me for the things that I might need to deal with in the future because things never change. History never changes, you know? So yeah, it, it's just, but it's always about people. Like the stories are about people and, you know, specifically with military stuff, like you have to deal with the enemy. You have to deal with the terrain. You have to deal with the weather. You have to deal with super long supply chains. Like you have to deal with crazy personalities. Uh, you know, it's like the most egotistical people become leaders of militaries and you always get just interesting things out of that. So that's why I like it. Just the stories are amazing. Yeah. I think that's a perfect segue. And I think as marketers, we should be storytellers. That's a theme we've talked about on this show in specific. Um, we've used it with um, narrative, talk about the narrative. Mm-hmm. We use it about making good content. The one thing I want to linger on, because I think it's interesting when you combine military and history, I think something that stuck out with me is like this idea that um, there's a villain. Mm. I think you can almost utilize that in a marketing strategy as well, right? Um, we know products who have tackled this way too. It's like, they're, they're the competitors. We do it differently. Yeah, They're the villain. Like, okay, does that entice you? Is that something you thought about oh, before? I guess I haven't really thought about that, but that is really interesting. Like think of like some of like the great marketing campaigns of the past, right? Apple versus Microsoft. When, you know, Apple came out with the, I think it was for the iMac, right? And then they had Justin Long as their spokesperson. And then, you know, there, there was a buttoned up, you know, the Microsoft guy is like, oh, Apple's way different than Microsoft. We're not the buttoned up tie wearing dudes. Like we wear jeans and a pullover and, you know, we're cool. Right. So you have that one. And then like the classic one between BMW and Mercedes, like they always go back and forth with really interesting stuff. Um, what are some other good ones? Um like Pepsi. Oh, that and one with uh, the rental car one. What was that? Remember where uh, the that rental car company was like, we're, we're the second best. Like they oh, owned yeah. like the second best and they ended up stealing market share. Yeah. Who was that? Shoot. 
It probably doesn't matter. I don't know if it was Hertz or like, or if it was a company that stole it from it Hertz, like, like Nashville or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. It is Avis. Yeah. Avis. You got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, okay. Cause that's the other thought I had with this topic, which was um, energizing me is like, I think history repeats itself. I think marketing repeats oh, itself. Yeah. I think if anything, um, you just use the um, Apple example and like now how windows is using Justin Long. It's like, <laughs> that is a combination of history and marketing repeating itself. So, I think there's something so fascinating about that. Um, it, in particular, I, thing, though, go ahead. Like, it's not always competition that's the enemy of marketing, right? It is the old way of doing things. It is the inefficient way to do something, right? Like, so there, like, in almost every marketing story you try to tell, like, there is the, you want to have that transformation, right? You are, your product is going up against some problem. So the problem is the enemy in most of our, like, especially in B2B marketing, right? Like, we're not doing a lot of comp- competition campaigns, but it is you the way that you're doing like the manual way you're doing it right now sucks like let's go automated let's use our solution to make your life better right so it's kind of it's not really you know a competitor is the enemy but just like an idea or like a bad way an old way of do something is is wrong let's do something new okay yeah let's dive deeper in that because i think that's interesting is um almost our customers our clients customers they have a deep history with the product and services that they're used to Mm -hmm. i think if you understand history kind of like what you're saying Brennan. <laughs> like you almost anticipate that it's like okay what do we need to say differently yeah what is the new way yeah you know what is the villain now mm-hmm. um do you see yourself doing that like i'm i'm unlocking something with history maybe we should all study history more we should everyone should because it does repeat itself and okay but back to your questionnaire um yeah i have thought about that a little bit and uh, how do you want to how do i want to say this um Aaron, can you repeat the question again? I lost it. No, and of course, this is, we're having live dialogue. It's perfect. I think really what on, is on my mind is like, how do you use history in your strategy? Mm-hmm. Like, is this something that comes to the forefront? So I think the first thing to think about with, you know, history is like, it will repeat itself. So if you're continually running campaigns and things aren't changing, you're just going to keep getting the same thing until you change something, right? And so like, if... You don't recognize that, you know, every 80 years we go into an economic downturn. If you don't change anything in year 70, you're going to have the downturn in 80, right? Like things keep happening and they always will happen in a cycle and marketing is the same way. So if you don't ever break the cycle, you're not going to break how your previous marketing is going, right? Like if your strategy has always been trade shows, you're going to have the same results you've always gotten. And I think you get diminishing results as time goes on with marketing, right? Like, so 20 years ago, your trade show strategy was probably rocking, doing really good stuff. And it's like, well, that worked really well back then. But you know, you cycle that forward, diminishing results as you go along, nothing's going to change until you change something. Right? Like, and then people change. People are always changing. Look at like fashion, right? Like fashion trends always change. And if you don't keep up with it, you become a nerd, right? Like, so you have to like move with the history, move with the people. So like before we started this, we were talking about customer interviews. That's the only way to like understand where people are at. Talk to them. Like where, where are people at now? So if you want to break through your cycle, you got to talk to the people that you're trying to sell to. So, okay. Let, let's linger on that one too. And before I do, Mary, you have any questions? I'm like, I'm really digging this conversation. So yeah, I know this is awesome. Well, no, mine was just going to be on like, especially. So I love that you talked about just like history in general, like trends in history, stories in history. Um, what I think that you've brought that's so special to Gorilla 76 is like that military background. Mm-hmm. So specifically in military history, because I think 
the way that military history differs a little bit from like, you know, the rest of history, if you will, is like the military is very, is broken down by strategic processes. And you brought a lot of those ways of thinking and that process oriented thinking. So do you think, I mean, I saw it affect the like internal strategy at Gorilla 76. Do you feel like you bring that to your clients too? Yeah, I try to, you know, marketing is a piece of a business strategy, right? And it's like the same thing with like, a like, okay, like, let's look at like World War II, right? The United States and the allies had a single strategy as, you know, part of the conflict. We want to beat the Axis, right? But then you, that strategy gets split up into Europe theater, Pacific theater, right? So in Europe, we had a strategy with the end goal of, defeating and destroying the Nazi regime. We had the same thing in the Pacific, right? We needed to defeat and destroy the Japanese empire, right? And then you, well, now we got to break it down even further. All right, so in Europe, we had uh, land campaigns and then we had two land campaigns, right? We had the United States and British campaign going east to Berlin and the Soviet campaign moving west to Berlin, right? And so like there's multiple strategies in there. So you have to like break it down till you get to the tactical piece, right? So if you're looking at a whole business, like let's look at a, a manufacturing company, right? They have an overall business strategy, right? We want to grow revenue by and profit by X percentage this next fiscal year. Well, to do that, we have to create strategies in each of our like action departments. Like we have like in the military, like action forces, right? Like that, and that's the force that is actually going to go out and do the strategy, right? So in, in business, we're looking at like, so there's the marketing strategy, the sales strategy, what's your, you know, operations or manufacturing strategy, what's your customer service strategy, what's your financial strategy. And then I think that's kind of where the strategic part ends in the business world, right? So like you create like your overarching marketing strategy, and then you have the different plans or tactics within that, right? So like, here's our overarching marketing strategy. And then we have like a digital plan. Here's our traditional plan. Um, and those all feed into that larger strategy. And then you go further down. So you have the plan and then now let's break it down with the tactics, right? Here's our digital tactics that fill into the digital plan, right? So we're going to do demand generation. We might do lead generation. We might do ABM. Like those are all your tactical plans that fall underneath the strategic plans. And then, you know, the manufacturing guys have their own plans under those strategies. So it's like, it's pretty similar here. Um, and then even like when you're looking on the military side, let's say, European theater, the allies are moving forward, right? So we, we have the strategy and the end goal of defeating the Nazis. Okay, so to do that, we have to move east across Europe. How do we do that? Well, now we have to start figuring out like, what is our end goal? So this is where, to me, where strategy, you have to think about strategy, right? You need an end goal, right? So we need to defeat the Nazis. We have to know where we start. All right, so the allied forces are starting in Britain, right? Because the Nazis have fought all the way to France. They've invaded France, conquered France. So the allies are located in the UK. Okay, so that's where we're starting in the UK, but we need to get to Berlin. Okay, so then what do we have available to us? Well, all we really have is the United States and the British forces available to us. How do we now, and then what resources do we have? All right, so we have, you know, this many divisions. We have this many tanks, this many soldiers, this many aircraft. Um, so you have to know, where are you? Where are you going? What do you have available to you? And then what is your overarching plan to get there, right? Like we knew we had to attack Europe in two places. We had to invade France, you know, do D-Day at Normandy, land in France, and then move across 
uh, Germany. But we also had to land in North Africa to get into Italy, right? So we had to, that kind of a two-prong attack in there. And then we needed support from the Soviets on the east, right? So we need to put pressure on Berlin from three different areas to put Hitler in a, in a bad position. And then, you know, our strategy in the Pacific was basically we're going to eliminate every single Japanese outpost, you know, bit by bit with Navy and Air Force and Army uh, and the Marines. So that's kind of like, you know, where are you going? Where are you? What resources do you have? And then what's the plan to get there? And the same thing with marketing, right? So what is your your goal, right? So where we want to go, revenue and profit, right? That's what we're thinking about. Where are we starting? Well, this is the things that I have. Where am I starting from? This is where my current revenue and profit are. This is what, like how many leads I currently bring in. Like I know like how many, what percentage of, hopefully you know this, how, what percentage of leads turn into opportunities and what percentage of opportunities turn into closed one customers. So then you can start, you know, working back. So if I need to increase revenue by 10%, that means I need to increase opportunities by X percent. And so to get to the revenue or the opportunity number, I need to increase leads by X percent, right? So you understand where you're coming from. What resources do you have? How much budget do you have? Who is in your marketing department? Is it just you? Do you have a team? Uh, what subject matter experts do you have? Are they available for you to create content with? Uh, do you have any agency partners? And then what is the plan, right? Like, yeah, so we're going to do digital demand gen. We're going to do this traditional marketing thing. Maybe we're going to do radio. I don't know. Um, that's what your strategy is. Where are you going? Where are you? What resources do you have? And what's the plan? This is perfect. Let's, let's mash this all together because I think we are getting somewhere. So um, what you're saying, what resonated with me is, again, you have to have a goal. Yep. Our motivation, specifically in history, you can find a lot of that. Um, you need facts. Um, in a client's marketing strategy, you need to understand um, revenue. <laughs> Um, win rates, all that stuff. That, those are numbers. Those are facts, right? Just like you have in history. And the other piece that I want to kind of dive in more is like context setting. And I think that's maybe where we can really combine history and strategy together mm -hmm. is um, our clients, they don't understand like what happened before, yeah. right? And they need help to understand how we can repeat history moving forward. The good history, right? Is yep. we need more revenue. Um, how do you deal with that? Like with your clients, um, yeah. do you use your lessons on history to do it? Like, how do you set co the context? Hmm. Yeah, I think it just comes down to the story, right? So like with marketing, a lot of our context comes down to positioning and that strategic narrative, right? Our go to market messaging. Um, you know, when you're going to war, you need your, there's also all that context and, you know, especially like in the way that America goes to war now, like the president of the United States has to sell this war to Congress so that they could sign off on it. Right. Um, but like you even go all the way back. Like I just, on the Monday morning general podcast, uh, on my military history podcast, we just talked about the battle of Hastings and the context there was King Edward, the confessor died. He was the King of England at the time and he died. And there was a huge succession crisis and three men had legitimate claims to the throne and they had armies to back those claims up. And so they can go to their people and say, you need to fight for me because, you know, William the Conqueror wants to invade and destroy our land. Uh, the Vikings also want to come to England and destroy. And so like the English are sitting there like we're trying to maintain our way of life. And if so, please, people of England to come and join the army so that you can fight off the invaders. Uh, and then William the Conqueror is like, well, I need to raise funds and raise an army and think of all the riches we could have if uh, you join me. I will make you uh, nobility. I'll give you land if you come and fight with William the Conqueror to take over England. Um, what's the story that you're going to tell your customer or you're going to tell your customers to buy from you, right? Uh, this is the old way that you're doing it. It's not efficient. It hurts. 
uh, you know, your workers don't want to work with you anymore because it's really hard to work with you. Um, you know, you're losing money. Uh, it takes too long to build something. Uh, you know, all the things that are out there and then what, but what's your solution, right? So like give the context of the problem that your customers are having and then sell them on that at scale. That's what marketing is. Just tell people about their problems and how you solve them. I love it. Cause I think the idea that was coming to my head from what you're talking about is um, you, you need the context setting to turn facts into impact. Yes. And when I, when I think of history, right, is I can tell you that the Archduke Franz Ferdinand was assassinated. Like, I know that's a fact. Um, I would have to ask you or go to Wikipedia to understand, like, what was the impact of that, which I remember it being pretty big. And I think that's what we can also do within our marketing strategy and like the historicals of looking at everything is yeah. um, what really matters. I think that's what's really hard um, doing strategy as I'm, you both are the strategists I'm looking at with you, um, is understanding like, what should I do? There's only so many things I can do. What's the most impactful mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, just to toss it to you, Mary, um, ha have you thought about this before? Are you dealing with this right now? Like looking at the history of map, my customers, like, what are you thinking? Oh, absolutely. Like I, the thing that I keyed in on, on both Brendan's like world war II metaphor and the William, the conqueror is like, you have to remember, like, we're hearing about those stories and we know they won. So it's easy for us to draw conclusions, like, because they won blah, blah, blah. When they mm -hmm. executed that, when they planned that strategy, it was still a risk. They didn't know if they yeah. were going to win. It wasn't a 100% guaranteed plan, right? And that's exactly how I'm thinking about it with Matt, my customers is like, I want to take big jumps. I want to make, take big ideas. I want to do big plans because those are the ones that make an impact if you win. And if like, mm -hmm. if I lose, like, okay, obviously the stakes are much higher in war in like military history. For me, it's just, okay, my plan failed and I would just go back to the drawing board for the next big idea. But yeah. in my opinion, and I'm sure Brendan agrees because, you know, we spend time and I know Aaron agrees because we spent a lot of time working together is like, you have to do big ideas. You have to take big risks. You know, I, another idea of history that I want to return to um, that happened 10 minutes ago. So if you're listening, <laughs> go 10 minutes back. We were talking about customer interviews and something that just was like an aha to me and with history is. When you talk to customers, you get the personal history of someone mm -hmm. and their personal pain points mm -hmm. and their personal path with this product or service. That is so powerful. Those are literally living biographies yep. of um, how someone's using your company, that category, that product, that service. I think um, I'll kind of give you the floor, Brendan. Again, you do a lot of customer interviews. Um, what do you think about that? Should, should we do more biographies of talking to customers and collecting that history? Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not an engineer. Or like for Mary's case, Mary's not a salesperson, right? Mary's not in the field, like trying to sell things. She's not. She's a head of marketing. I'm a marketing strategist. It, you know, it, same thing with you, Aaron. Like the only way for us to create effective marketing plans is to know who we're marketing to. And you're right. Like it is like the only way to know about uh, certain people in time is to read about them and try to like, and the best stories from history always come from the primary source, Right. Like once we start looking at a secondary or a tertiary source, that makes the history more diluted and you don't know what biases and other garbage is kind of mixed into that narrative. But if you talk to somebody that was there and experienced and you have that primary source, now, now you have some truth that you can build off of. And it's the same thing here. Like, I mean, you could go out and hire a marketing research firm to do this for you, 
and there's still probably you're, you're still going to pull some good stuff out of it, but it's not going to be as good as going right to the source, right? And like so, like being able to have a conversation and understand what a person's going through when they're using a CAD software. Like, let's say you sell CAD software. Well, if somebody's using this old CAD software, like, yeah, it takes forever to load. It, uh, I don't have a good visual of what my part looks like. You know, it takes me X amount of time to build things in here. And, you know, it takes me X amount of time to train on using the software. If you don't ever ask them those questions, you're never going to know that. And so you're never going to be able to create impactful messaging because you, you don't know the history. You don't know that story that that person has. It's so like what we talked about earlier, just like history is so cool because it is that story about people. And that's what's cool about marketing is it's like a story about people. It's like just it's just about us. But you, so you have to ask them, like, don't be scared. Just go talk to them and like try to understand what their life's about and what what it's like to for them to work every single day. Like they show up to a job nine to five every day. What is that like for them? And how can you make that a little bit better for them? I, I'm sold on, on history and marketing combining. I, I think it's great. Um, I, I do have other questions. Mary, did you have other surprise questions you want to throw at us? Sorry. Um, no, not yet. I'll, um, I'll see if any pop up after yours. Okay, cool. So one of the thoughts I've had recently is when us marketers, like where we spend our time kind of matters. And I was reading a lot of marketing books, listening to a lot of marketing podcasts. We did an episode on this. Like when you um, say goodbye to your marketing gurus, I got to imagine like Brendan, you spend your time making a history podcast, probably reading the history books, listening about history. Like, do you think that has a, I mean, we've kind of already talked about it, but that's had to have a huge impact on your marketing career. Like, yeah. could you make the case for everyone to, to read more history, to consume more history? Yeah. And if you pick the right person, you learn about history, but then you also learn about storytelling too. Like there's two history podcasters that I adore. I love Dan Carlin, Hardcore History Podcast, and then Mike Duncan, History of Rome Podcast, and then Revolutions Podcast. Both both of those series are now done. But they're able to digest the history for you. Because, you know, a lot of the stuff is really dense. And it's hard to get through, you know, military reports and, like, you know, bills for politics and just, like, you know, all that stuff. But they're able to, like, synthesize this into really great stories. So if you want to, like, learn about, like, real storytelling, listen to those guys because they're really great at it. Um. Yeah, I, like, yeah, yeah. No, it. Again, I think uh, my biggest insight is like just spend your time doing what you love, and it's probably to make you a better marketer. Yeah. And hearing you talk, like I'm energized right now. <laughs> I'm like, heck yeah, like I love history. Um, another question to kind of segue to us is um, thing too, like, like go ahead. you could, you could pull out the uh, you know the things that are relevant to you too, right? Like, read a whole book about the American Revolution. Well, I mean, maybe there's like one or two things that really interest you about that. But like, it's going to be the same, like there's going to be a, when you interview somebody or you, um, you know, maybe do this marketing can't like, it just helps you to like, to learn how to pull out impactful information. A lot of it is going to be dense and you're not going to enjoy a lot of the history stuff that you read, but when you do read it and you like start to digest it and like play around with it in your head, like you start like to like pulling those stories out and like interesting things that people are talking about. So yeah, I, I like just studying history like lets you like and then you start like seeing trends like oh you know these people in england back in 1066 with when the conqueror had these problems but then you like then you go and jump you know ahead a thousand years to world war ii it's like oh man same problems and then i jump over here to marketing oh same problems like we all have the same problems like for all of human history uh so it's like yeah you just like i, I know aaron you have like a philosophy background but like it's kind of like you know two sides of probably the same coin right like there's like kind of like the 
theoretical thought on the philosophy side, but then like the practical side of like on the history and just like learning how people think both through history and then also like through philosophy, I think is like super important to like building up empathy and like, yeah. And just like pulling those story threads out of things. It's yeah. It's, I think it's made me a much better marketer than I would have been without it. Love it. And I think, um, since you mentioned philosophy theme of the show, asking the why, you know, this is why we want to have these conversations, um, because we're tasked with these tactics every day. We're asked to do these executions. Um, we're required to report on ROI. But I want us to ask the, why are we doing it? Mm-hmm. And that's the most important thing for me and makes me a better marketer. Um, another just question I had for you as you're starting your TikTok journey, doing history posts, um, just any comments about TikTok? Have you enjoyed it? Um, what have you learned? Yeah. Just, just give me that spiel. TikTok's been a lot of fun. Um, it, I used to like try, I, I tried to start up a, a YouTube series on the civil war and it was really hard because doing videos really hard. I thank God we have videographers that know how to do editing because it is ungodly difficult if you have no idea how to do it. So TikTok makes it a lot easier for a layman like me to get in there and just start creating content uh, without the huge barrier to entry of Adobe Premiere or, you know, whatever else your software is. So it's, TikTok just makes it a lot of fun. And so it reduces the time to creation. The other thing that has been interesting with TikTok is you don't have a lot of time to say something. Uh, you know, it's not an hour long podcast. And so like, how do you tell the specific story or, you know, provide this one insight in a way that captures people's attention and you can do it in a short enough time uh, where you can get your message up before they scroll up again. So like, it's just like, it helps you condense your message down into like the bullet point, which goes right into just like marketing, right? Like people are scrolling through their phone, Facebook, LinkedIn, and like, what, what can you do to get them to stop for a moment to hit that see more button and, you know, read the 600 characters that you're allocated um, to tell that little bit of story that you have. Um, And then like, how do you break up? Like, you know, talking about, we did an episode on, uh, on Antietam, the civil war battlefield. And I tried to tell a bunch of stories in TikTok through there. Like, so you can't tell like the whole story about a battle in one TikTok video, but this was like, how do I like layer a series together and create a story, you know, for multiple videos, uh, that, that tell a more cohesive story. Uh, so that's been interesting is like, how do I condense things down into one video? And then how do I layer those videos together to kind of tell a story through time that is logical and makes sense and makes people want to stay and go to the next video. And then how do I get them to like, then go into the podcast to hear more information. So that's been, that's been a like good, like little marketing challenge um, to like, yeah, just tell condensed stories. Cause like, we don't, no one wants to listen to a company talk about themselves for an hour on a podcast. No one wants to do that, but they'll, mm-hmm. they might listen to you for a minute. What can you do in 60 seconds to, to tell your story and convince people that your solution is the right one? Yeah. I, I think that's something we all need to work on. Um, Mary, any, TikTok questions, any questions for Brendan before we wrap up here? <laughs> no, I love that you have that flywheel too of like content creation and distribution because I was on that like full funnel summit and I listened to the speaker and he was saying, if you should, if you were only going to do one episode, so like, let's say you make this series and you're doing your military thing. If you only do one, you might as well do none. So I love that, like, you know, Aaron and Brendan and I were just talking about this before we hit record. It's just like, we just keep showing up. So the fact that Brendan, you're even like continually showing up, you're trying to tell your story a little bit better every time. I think that matters almost just as much as the story you're telling in and of itself. Yeah. 
just get, yeah, just keep showing up because eventually yeah. you're going to be the only one left or, you know, one of the few left. What's the stat like for podcasts? Isn't it like 90% of people don't make it to episode 20 or like 99% of people don't get to episode 20, right? So yeah. if you get to 21 episodes, you are the top 1% podcaster in the world. Yeah. Right. If you just this straight up LinkedIn, like <laughs> what, what's the stat? What, there's a stat there too, right? Like 10% of people on LinkedIn are like consistent contributors. Yep. Something like that. Like, so you just keep showing up and eventually like you're going to be the one left in your niche that's going to be still talking. So just don't give up and just, but like figure out a way to make it sustainable. Right. Like we've had, I've had a couple of people already on the, on the military history podcast. Like we want more like weekly episodes. And it's like, I appreciate your enthusiasm. I want to do more too, but I can't, I have kids. I got a job. I have a military <laughs> job. Like I have a lot of stuff going on. So going weekly on. podcast probably not the right thing for me to do this sustainably over the long term. So, but I appreciate the enthusiasm. So yeah, just like got it consistently and sustainably so that you can, can do it consistently for a long time. Yeah. I think we can wrap on that point is um, you have to show up to have your history written down. And um, if you want to be a better marketer, do that piece. Yeah. So yeah, history is always written by the winner, right? Like, so if you want the history written about you, make sure you win. <laughs> And that's what we're doing. We're winning here. Um, Brendan, where can the, the folks find you or how do you want people to contact you? Yeah. Uh, for marketing stuff, uh, you can find me at linkedin.com. <laughs> Just search for Brendan Forrest. Um, you'll find me there. Um, senior strategist at Gorilla. So Brendan.Forrest at Gorilla76.com. Got a marketing web or marketing podcast, The Manufacturing Marketer. Um, it is, you know, Mary used to be on that with me. Uh, it's a Gorilla's marketing web uh, podcast. So join me there. Uh, industrialmarketinglive.com every other week we do a get together webinar kind of series uh with a bunch of industrial marketers and then if you're interested in military history join me on the monday morning general podcast uh every other monday uh me and my buddy bjorn uh drop some knowledge on you on battles throughout history so we just did hastings um and we are currently uh recording and editing down uh the battle of midway uh pacific theater of world war ii so episode one's all about the road to war. How do we get to the battle? And then, you know, the, the strategies and the things that happened leading up to the battle. And then uh, during the battle, or the second episode is all about the tactics of the battle. So we give you the, the down and dirty details, play by play of what happened at the battle. And then what could have happened if, you know, the Confederates would have won at Antietam? Maybe the Civil War would have turned out a lot differently. Maybe. So yeah, Monday Morning General Podcast, whatever podcast player you use, we're there. Um, look for us. It's good. And then Brendan Forrest on TikTok. So all the places, just look for, look, look for me in yeah. all the places. I'll probably be there. I love you. You're everywhere. And I think that's the best place to be if you want a good history. Um, I'll put some of that in the show notes for our listeners here, just to give us the final um, spiel, as I always do. This is available wherever you listen to podcasts, um, Spotify, Apple, Google. Um, we are taking guests. I made a joke wherever about it last time. Where the podcast is. Yeah, that's where the podcast yeah. is. Um, also on YouTube. <laughs> Um, we are taking guests. I made a joke about it last episode. I've had three people reach out to me since then. So it's a real thing. Uh, no more jokes. Um, this is the best way to build relationships is having great conversations about marketing. So I'll have anybody on to talk about anything. Um, I appreciate you all. Have a good one. Thank you, listeners.